Hey guys, welcome or welcome back to Unoya. My name is Tehila Joy and I am so, so happy that you are here. I should probably comment on the elephant in the room, which is, it's been a minute. Um, I think that we serve a God that works outside of time. We serve a God that knows what's coming. We serve a God who is intentional. And right when I felt kind of the need and desire to take a break from the podcast like maybe like a week or two or three after that came some of the hardest times in my life where there was grief and there was uh ministering when I was on my last leg like there was just so much going on and to have been doing the podcast during that would have been a like sacrifice that would have probably driven me to the ground and so I think it was really intentional that the Lord was like hey maybe we should take a break now and it was a couple weeks before everything kind of got super hard nonetheless the Lord has just taught me so much during this time and I will be sharing it and I'm so excited to be sharing it today uh we are talking about one of my most favorite aspects of Jesus Oh, it just gets me so excited. Um, and I'm going to start off with a story. Before I do, I'm going to pray. And I'm also going to say I'm already starting to plan for season two. It's going to be a series, I think. So stay tuned for what I feel like the Lord is, uh, the direction I feel like the Lord is taking us. But hey, he may redirect, but just stay tuned. Abba, thank you so much for your sacrifice I thank you that you are not a God that requires us to be anything else before you are a God that loves us into who we are you're not a God that requires us to to have it all together you are attracted to our brokenness Jesus I thank you that you are a great high priest I thank you for the implications that that has on our life and the weight Thank you, Abba. We are honored to be in your midst and to have access to you, Jesus, through the Holy Spirit. May you give me clarity and wisdom in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, so in case you didn't already know, we are going to be talking about Jesus as the great high priest, the intercessor, and what that means for us, what that means like in the context of the Bible, and all that jazz. I am so, so excited. This has been one of the most spiritually stimulating concepts to me thus far. And it's really interesting because when this concept came about, it feels like a million years ago, but it was literally like September. I go to college in California. I go to university in California. And so I don't know if you are familiar with YWAM, but YWAM is this big, like, overarching ministries that has a bunch of ministries under it, like MBL Worship, Brave Love, you have Black Voices Movement, Circuit Riders, which under Circuit Riders you have, like, Greenhouse, Circuit Riders Music, like, that song Without You that, like, went super viral, just super good. There's just so many ministries under YWAM. And where I'm situated is near LA, which is near where the circuit riders greenhouse room is and so greenhouse is a prayer thing that they do at thursday nights and 
we had been trying to go up there for some time, but I found out Upper Room was going to be there. So you know I had to be there. You know your girl had to be there. And this is how this all started. So buckle up. Here's the story, guys. Maybe like 24 hours before I had found out that Upper Room was going to be there. And I was like, we have to go. Joel Figueroa, I'm there. Like, Joel is one of my most favorite worship leaders. And at the time, he wasn't even, like, really. It was like after seeing him in person, I was like, oh my goodness. And so the thing was, Upper Room was also going to be at Gen Z for Jesus, which was a couple days later. So I was like, is it worth it going? And I was like, hmm. And at the time, I was in a car full of people that I didn't really know. Now I would consider them some of my closest friends, but I didn't really know them at the time. But we were all just kind of like, we're all on fire for Jesus. So we're like, okay, let's just go. And it started at 7, and we did not get there until like 7.25. And we had left like basically three hours before. There were six of us, and we didn't want to take two cars because, you know, bonding. I literally sat in the trunk for three hours. Now, I've sat in the trunk before. I've done it. Don't, like, don't come for me, okay? Like, please. So I volunteered. What I was not expecting was the, like, immense amount of traffic that we hit. So I was quite literally in the trunk for three hours. It was so, like, I was, like, towards the end, I was, like, getting car sick. I was losing it a little bit. I'm pretty sure I took a nap back there. I called my parents, like, I, I should have brought my backpack. I might as well have done homework. Like, I was interceding back there. Like, everything was happening in that trunk. So we get to Greenhouse, and obviously everything's already started. They're, like, into the set already and Joel is up there and so we get into it like you know by the time you kind of just like take your shoes off find a spot really start to get locked in he starts talking about the great high priest that we have this great high priest and I found it it's actually on YouTube and the clip is called Jesus the intercessor I just want to play a little bit of it for you literally just hearing that sets my soul on fire again i probably get that line stuck in my head once a month and like when i say stuck in my head i mean like i'll say it for a week straight once a month like he's a great high priest my goodness i think one of joel's spiritual gifts or like blessings is just the ability to envelop everybody into this whirlwind of worship and what i mean by that is that sometimes like as worship leaders we're quick to jump into the super heavy stuff and we forget that there are people there that may not really be used to that and joel does such a great job of explaining these little phrases that we say over and over again like my first love like great high priest all these things that like maybe not everybody knows and so i couldn't it's in this video, but I really don't have like the patience to sit through and find it. I heard it the other day in the car though, but in this video, he, st he explains what that means. And so I'm not going to play it first of all, because I can't find it right now. And second of all, because I'm going to do that explaining, but I think that that is, I just wanted to point that out that Joel Figueroa just does such a great job of making everybody aware of the phrasing that they are singing and proclaiming to the king and therefore resting like more responsibility on those that are worshiping of like hey you're not just singing this line by the way this is what this means like he's like he's like he's praying he's praying he's praying he's interceding and that just makes the fact that he's a great high priest and there's one king on the throne have that much weight 
if that makes any sense so yeah we're gonna get into it but if you want this video i'm gonna try and link it in the description of this podcast episode but it's called jesus the intercessor uh by greenhouse prayer room featuring joel figueroa and then there's like some two other names here but it's from three months ago three months from december to 2023 for anybody who's listening at a different time i highly recommend that whole set is just dripping in oil it's just so good filled with the glory so yeah today we're going to be talking about jesus as the great high priest which is going to segue into jesus as the intercessor but more on that later so i think to understand the significance of a great high priest and jesus being that for us we need to define what that is and what their roles are so in the old testament the original function of a high priest is an intermediate between the people and god this is under the old covenant before jesus had come so jesus's death has signaled and ushered in a new covenant which is what we live under now more on that later his death and the significance of it but anybody who was before jesus was living under the old covenant so they would have to go to the temple that this is why they had to make sacrifices for their sin Jesus is our way to God. And so before there was Jesus, there was like a disconnect. And so the high priest's job uh, was to be an intermediate between the people and God. So what does this mean? This means that there were different courts in the temple, like outer courts, inner courts, etc. But the only people that could enter like the inner, inner courts of the temple were the high priests. And even then, they had to go through like several cleansing rituals and things they couldn't eat and stuff so they could be clean in order to enter the presence of God. Because if they entered the presence of God unclean, they would die because God was just so holy. And so these high priests would come from one lineage and their job, again, intermediate between the people and God. So they would go before God and offer sacrifices on behalf of the people and they were like the in-between piece basically which is what jesus came and died and did for us so more again more on that later but they were human and they were flawed and so that's why we need jesus as the ultimate high priest because he was perfect and he was able to be that permanent intermediate between the people and god and not only were they an intermediate they were also an intercessor between god and the people and a representative before god so interceding basically means to like go before god and like plead on behalf basically or pray on behalf of people who can't do it so themselves so they were representative before god of the people and they had to be physically whole and physically holy in their conduct in every aspect of their life they offered sin offerings for the entire congregation the entire people and also for themselves because they also were human and they also made mistakes and They also needed atonement. So that is the background to what a high priest does, what their function is in everyday life. Now, there was something in the Old Testament called the Day of Atonement. Oh, excuse me. Not the Day of the Toenail. (laughs) The Day of Atonement, which is the 10th day of the seventh month of every year. Basically, on the Day of Atonement, a, a sacrifice was made, and they would bring blood into this inner court, the Holy of Holies, And it would be an atonement for the priest himself and for the people and all of their sins. Not just, oh, I'm offering this sacrifice for this one sin I committed. No, this would be one that would be like the atonement for all of their sins, which is why they did it once a year. That's another aspect of the job of a high priest. Mind you, these high priests did everything they could to keep themselves 
holy in conduct and holy physically, but again, they were human. They fell short. Again, they had lifespans and they died. They could only do so much. This is where Jesus comes in. Hebrews uh, chapter 7 verse 26 to 28. Now there have been many of those priests since death prevented them from continuing in office. But because Jesus lives forever, he is a permanent priesthood. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he lives to intercede for them. My goodness, Jesus like lives to intercede for us. How insane is that? Such a high priest truly meets our need, one who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. Unlike the other high priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day, for first for his own sins and then for the sins of his people. He sacrificed for their sins once and for all when he offered himself. For the law appoints that high priest men in all their weakness, but the oath which came after the law appointed the son who has been made perfect forever." How beautiful is that? Jesus, born of a humble birth, was 100% God and 100% man. He was not 50-50. Because if he was 50-50, that means he wouldn't be totally God and he wouldn't be totally man. He was 100% God and 100% man. That right there is Christian math. Forget girl math, forget boy math. That is Christian math right there. Jesus was 100% God and 100% man. When he died for us, he became the ultimate sacrifice. That is why we no longer have to make sacrifices for our sins and for the things that we do because his ultimate sacrifice, like his blood was so potent and so powerful that it covered all of our sins forever. On top of that, he is eternal. He is a high priest that like doesn't just die. He resurrected from the grave and he's perfect. He became our permanent great high priest our permanent intercessor our permanent intermediate between us and god through jesus we have this relationship with god when jesus died the veil was torn in two what does that mean there was this huge curtain basically that would separate the inner court and the outer court of the temple y'all we're not just talking about no like home goods curtain the curtain was thick and when jesus died it says it in matthew 27 50 to 51 that when he died the curtain was torn from top to bottom. This large, tall curtain. You can look it up what the cubits were, whatever, whatever. This is not just some like accident. It was intentional and it was symbolizing that we now, through Jesus' death, have access to the inner court. We don't need people to be our intermediate anymore. Jesus is the ultimate great high priest. Oh my goodness. This probably is one of the pages in my Bible that has the most markings on it because it's just... Time and time again, the Lord has just used it to speak to me. Hebrews 4, verses 14 to 16, and then Hebrews 5, verses 1 to 10. Starting at verse 14. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Chapter 5, verse 1. Every high priest is selected from among the people and is appointed to represent the people in matters related to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He is able to deal gently with those who are ignorant and are going astray since he himself is subject to weakness. 
This is why he has to offer sacrifices for his own sins as well as for the sins of the people. And no one takes this honor on himself, but he receives it when called by God, just as Aaron was. In the same way, Christ did not take on himself the glory of becoming a high priest, but God said to him, you are my son. Today I've become your father. And he says in another place, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions for the fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Son, though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered and once made perfect. He became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him and was designated by God to be high priest in the order of Melchizedek. I just want to go back to starting verse 16 where it says let us then approach god's throne of grace with confidence that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need the verse before talks about the fact that we do not have a high priest that cannot empathize with us the high priests in the old testament under the old covenant were still human and they could empathize to a certain degree but this scripture is saying that jesus is the great high priest who empathizes with our weakness So not only does he empathize with our pain, but our weakness, because he was tempted in every way. Now, we can approach God's throne with confidence. You approach someone with confidence when you know you'll be accepted, when you know you'll be loved. I think approaching somebody with lack of confidence emphasizes like an unfamiliarity. And Jesus is like the link between us that makes us familiar. So what is the significance of Jesus as the great high priest? One is eternal redemption. Hebrews 9 verses 12 talks about that, where it says, He did not enter by means of blood of goats and calves, but he entered the most holy place once and for all by his own blood, thus obtaining the eternal redemption. Why do we sing so much about the blood? There's a there's a song that came out like a year ago called The Blood. It's like, hallelujah i know it was the blood could have only been the blood and then we have the the hymn as old as time what can wash away my sins nothing but the blood of jesus do you understand that like in the old testament they had to keep killing animals because blood has to pay for sin and the animal's blood was not enough but jesus's blood is so potent that it covered all of our sins forever forever that's why we sing about the blood what what man is this what god is this that that his blood is that potent first timothy 2 5 talks about another significance of jesus as a high priest he is our mediator another significance is that he relates to us he relates to our pain he relates to our weakness and jesus coming down to earth now makes him able to relate to our temptations as well jesus understands what it is to be tempted i think another significance of jesus as a great high priest is being able to name his throne as a throne of grace there is a line in the set that joel was singing about in greenhouse that says come on in come on in to the throne of grace for he made a way with his blood and body how beautiful is that the bible also says that jesus sits at the right hand of the father and he intercedes for us i always explain interceding this way Um, the lord gave me this image a couple months ago when I was trying to explain to a friend why intercessory prayer is so important. And it's like this, right? You have a friend that's in the hospital and like you call God. You're like, hey, like this person's in the hospital, like you should probably go see them. You should probably go heal them. God's like, cool, I'll do it on my own timing. 
right? How much more if you went up to God's house and you knocked on his door and you're like, God, you get on your knees in front of him. Please, you have to come. He's really sick. You have to come. God is still going to say that he's going to do it in his own timing, but how much more is his heart going to be stirred if you go to him and you intercede on their behalf where they cannot? We use intercessory prayer a lot of times with praying for family members that aren't saved or, or standing in the gap for people that can't pray or people who just need extra support in prayer, whatever it may be, struggling with addiction, whatever it is. And it is so much more powerful than regular prayers because it is so intentional. And Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father and intercedes for us. For us. Before we even ask him to, he does it. Because it is his joy. It is what he came to do. It is his desire. Because he's a great high priest. He's the great high priest. I just think that is so, so beautiful. So yeah, that's just kind of what I wanted to share with y'all today. I think my challenge to you would be to let the great high priest do what he wants to do, which is intercede for you, which is stand in the gap for you, which is empathize with your weakness and your pain and your hurt. I think so many times we like to dress up how we're feeling. We like to get it all together first. He's attracted to your brokenness. I just sent this verse to a friend today. Psalm thirty-four, eighteen: the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. It is his joy to take care of us it is his joy to stand in the gap why do we try to do it ourselves so that's my challenge let god be god let jesus be jesus let the great high priest be the great high priest and surrender whatever it is that you are holding on to whatever it is that you don't believe he'd still love you after seeing it all comes back to surrender right (laughs) yeah so i'm just gonna pray abba thank you It's so important to start off prayers with gratitude because it just recenters our hearts. So we thank you. Thank you that this word is not fallen upon deaf ears, Lord Jesus. I just pray right now that you just reveal to whoever's on the other side of this how you identify and empathize with what they're going through. May you show them where you are, Lord Jesus, in the hardest times of their life so they can can hold on to that as they go through seasons that seem dark that seem like they can't see you jesus i just pray right now that you show up for them lord god you be jehovah rafa their healer jehovah jireh their provider lord god whatever it is that they need i thank you i thank you for the gift of your love your presence and your blood i thank you for the blood in jesus name Amen. Thank you so much for listening. More to come. I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.